0: which four game stretch is the scariest in 2022. And Chris tells you why Washington's schedule may not be as easy as it looks at first glance and more schedule information released right now on the Locked On Commanders podcast.
2: Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Welcome in, Commanders fans, to the Locked On Commanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, free and available on all platforms. And we thank you for making us your first listen or your first view of the day. I'm David Harrison covering your Commanders for Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation and my co-host Chris Russell, the rooster, one half of the Russell Met Her show on the Team 980. You can find Chris and Pete there Monday through Friday from 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern or anytime along with this show on the Odyssey app. When well, we're not there or here, we're on Twitter at dharrison82, at wrestlemania 621 and at ELO Commanders.
1: Yeah, and thanks again uh, for making us your first listen and your first view of the day, especially if you're watching on YouTube. We remind you to download, subscribe, do all the Fun things that y'all love to do uh, that help the show out. Today's episode, David, is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. And speaking of the games, we found out the real schedule with our last episode of last week. If you missed any of that, go check that out. Uh, But also the fallout from the Commander's 2022 schedule continues. And before we get into some of the, I guess, stress points for me that I think some people are ignoring, uh, I wanted to ask you this, David. If you had to pick a killer quartet of games, four games in a row, uh, doesn't matter, You know, which games you pick. Uh, It could be any weeks. Um, It could be sandwiched around a bye, whatever the case might be. Four games in a row that you think are what I'll call, again, a killer quartet of games. Which ones would you choose? So...
0: I'm going to go a direction that probably most people wouldn't expect me to go here. And and that's going to be, I mean, if, if you've been listening over the last year plus that's, that's kind of a common. I like to, I like to march to the beat of a different type of drummer. Uh, and Chris, no. I already, I know. Yeah, I know what you're going to say. And, and I like the approach you're taking with what you're going to say. Obviously I'm going to let you explain that. I'm not going to explain it for mm-hmm. you. I'm going to go with kind of an emotional view of this, right? Because I think emotion is a big part of the game. It's a big part of the business. And as much as coaches and players and everything want to kind of push it off or pretend it doesn't matter, listen, fan reactions matter. The fan base's opinion matters. And what is being written and said in the media because of what's happening in the organization, it matters. I'm not saying that Ron Rivera is going to change the way he coaches because of it, but it does matter. The first four games of this season could go really, really well or really, really bad because Mm. you have two divisional games. Both of those divisional games are the last two of that four-game stretch, game three, game four, week three, week four, Philadelphia Eagles in Washington and on the road against the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys won the division. The Eagles finished second place. We know what happened with the Washington Commanders when they went through their kind of murderer's row of the division games uh, last year. It did not go well, and... When did the Heineke Hive really subside into the background? Really during that stretch. And then there were some other things. There were injuries to players and everything else going on as well. So honestly, that's not even all on Taylor Heineke, but you really kind of saw the buzz around maybe Taylor Heineke can be the guy for the future, really kind of die completely in that stretch amongst those who still were supporting him when they entered the stretch, right? Um, You look at Carson Wentz. There are some questions around him. There are some, some who are hopeful and supportive and think that it could be a good investment. If, if the Jacksonville Jaguars can defeat the Washington Commanders and Carson Wentz specifically, this will be back-to-back games. So you go back to when they last played each other, it would be back-to-back games. The Jaguars beat Carson Wentz. If that happens, if they go to Detroit and lose, which you've, you've said on this show on our, mm-hmm. our schedule reaction, you think that's going to be a tougher game than a lot of people give it credit. And listen, last time Washington and Detroit played, they played in Detroit. Detroit one. And then if they lose to the Eagles and if they lose the Cowboys, I mean, Chris, if they come out of this first four games, any worse than two and two, then you're most likely if you're one in three, that one win likely came against what the Jags or the lions, right? Right. But it also means you also had a loss against either the Jags or the lions, which is going to be a very, very bad loss from an aesthetic standpoint. And you probably have two divisional losses. You could be entering week five against Tennessee Titans with this fan base and I'll even say parts of the media screaming for fifth-round draft pick Sam Howell to start getting reps, Mm. and that is a very, very bad way to start the season for Washington. So I'm going first four games of the year because of the emotional toll it could have on this franchise.
1: I I, I didn't think you were going to go there, but I totally understand the reasoning and the rationale. How about that? Uh, and, and and listen, you're right, and you're right. I did pick them to ultimately lose in Detroit. Listen, they're better than Detroit. They're more talented. Right. Detroit. I, I I just for whatever reason, I see everybody printing their playoff tickets in the fan base, the media, what have you, at two and zero because Jacksonville and Detroit are going to be pushovers, and this team, this organization, has not handled. Uh, adversity very mm-hmm. well, or prosperity very well in, in a lot of cases. they they just haven't. Really? Uh, and there's lots of reasons for that. So I just wonder about that. And I think Detroit, again, not as talented, uh, but they are a really, really really physical kind of kick in the teeth type of team that I think is going to be maybe a little bit tougher of a matchup than no. most people think. So I think you all of your points, the two division games going into Tennessee, I mean you really and ideally have to come out of it uh, two and two however you get it done and winning probably one of those division games uh, as you mentioned. so I think those are some really good points, David. my killer quartet. Uh, is going to be a little bit later on in the season, and I'm going to go with this grouping of four games at Indianapolis, Minnesota at FedEx Field, at Philadelphia Week 10 Monday Night Football, at Houston, Lovie Smith, the following Sunday, 1 o'clock Eastern time. Now you say, oh, wait a second. I mean, we all understand at Indy, at Philadelphia, those are the two Carson Wentz return games. Sure. But you sandwich that around Kirk Cousins' return to FedEx Field. Mm -hmm. Now, Washington has played Kirk Cousins since he left in controversial fashion, but this is the first time Kirk is going to return to FedEx Field. So there's going to be storylines in all three weeks of those games that have really nothing to do with football. And it can be a distraction, not to mention three of those four games on the road, not to mention if we look at, okay, Indianapolis should have been a playoff team. We know they weren't. And that's Mm -hmm. how Washington wound up with Carson Wentz in all likelihood. Um, Minnesota was certainly a team that, that had the capability. Philadelphia was a playoff team. Houston wasn't. So these are four fairly tough games. Mm-hmm. Now, people are going to scoff at Houston. We're going to get more into that as yeah. we go here because that is a really tough turnaround to go from Monday night football in Philadelphia to Sunday afternoon in Houston.
0: Yeah, no, but, but I think that's that's a great point that, like you said, you're going to dive into a little bit more here in a minute, and I think it's it's a very valid point, point. and I think that, that people – Again, when you look at those four opponents, you're right. Like they go, okay, at Colts, yeah, I got you. Okay, Minnesota coming to town, Kirk Cousins got you at Philly, okay. But then you throw Houston, they're like, ah, it kind of yep. like deflates the entire quartet, right? But I think what you're about to say, uh, it, it really, it really carries a lot of water and is is very important. So we're going to hear Chris's thought on that stretch of games and why that is so important, and we're going to do so. Thanks to our friends over at Bet Online, who continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. Find all your latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. Your week one odds are already up if you want to get cracking on making some bets there. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. So head to the website today. Use your mobile device to learn more about the trends of the action at Bet Online, where the game starts.
2: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: All right, thanks once again for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen or your first view if you're watching on YouTube of the day. Along with David Harrison, you can follow, of course, David at DHarrison82, which you can see on your screen if you're watching us again on YouTube. You can read him, SI.com's Fan Nation covering the Washington Commanders and much, much more. You can follow me at Wrestlemania621 on Twitter and the show at LO Commanders. All right, so David, here's where We go, and and maybe this is a conspiracy theory. Maybe this is just me looking for talking points. I'll let you decide. I'll let our audience decide. A lot of people say the Washington Commanders have the easiest schedule in the NFL, right? By strength of schedule, percentage, and win records, whatnot, from last year, which don't always mean everything. They do. They're tied with the Dallas Cowboys. I cannot deny that. That's one analytical kind of view. However, here's why they don't. So I mentioned that killer quartet of games, the Monday night game at Philadelphia. Of course, Carson Wentz's return there. That's going to be tough because Philadelphia is a playoff team. That's a hostile environment. Everything that's going to go emotionally into that game. You get done with that game, you know, 1130, 1145 on Monday night. By the time you get back to Ashburn from the short flight from Philly, uh, which is nothing. But by the time you get done, eh, 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning, right? And then the next Saturday, five days later, you got to be on a flight For three plus hours from Northern Virginia to Houston, where you take on what should be at least an improved. Houston Texans team, Lovie Smith. They have Derek Stingley. Uh, They look like they have a quarterback uh, in Davis Mills. We'll see. Uh, But that is a really quick turnaround. Monday night football on the road, back home, and then a long road trip and playing early Sunday afternoon. This is a scenario that the NFL has said on record to Peter King, then of uh, SI's MMQB, that they hate to do. And yet, the NFL has done this to the Washington Redskins slash commander slash football team, David, in 2011, 2014, and now again in 2022, where they have to play an early road game on a Sunday after a road Monday night game. And that's just one part. (laughs) That's just one part of my Conspiracy theory of how the Washington Commanders' schedule isn't so easy. Your thoughts on that? And you know, I mean, maybe it's a break that they're only taking on the Texans, but again, that's a tough team that's going to be lying in wait. Right. But I mean, when you
0: know, I think it's 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 important when we talk about these things, and it kind of speaks to what you're saying here a little bit to keep things in context, right? And and yeah, the Washington Commanders and the Dallas Cowboys uh, have you know the quote unquote easiest schedule. Uh, from last season. Now that's compared to last season's win-loss records, right? Which a lot of these teams are very, very different teams from last year to this year. And and, and some of that is is an, is an advantage of a team like the Washington Commanders. Like honestly, I think the Dallas Cowboys are a little less talented uh, than, they, than they were last year. So that's going to help the Washington Commanders in theory. It may not lead to a win, but perhaps it can help them be a little bit more competitive. But at the end of the day, the win or the loss is really all that's going to matter. The Houston Texans, you kind of pointed out some ways that maybe they've gotten better. Uh, and then the timing of it as well. I mean, I would be honest with you and say that the Houston Texans, I would be a little bit more worried about beating the Houston Texans early in the season than I would later in the season because you're talking about a Washington team that's still going to be kind of getting used to each other at some of the most important parts of this this offense and even the defense to a certain extent uh, playing against a team that has a little bit more continuity, and that's when when teams can kind of surprise you a little bit. But I think – it's still a forty percent over a forty percent. Like I don't remember the exact win percentage of, of this this the schedule from last year, but it's like four forty six or something, four forty two. Yeah. I think. So I mean, if I were to hand you a pistol or, or a revolver and say, "Hey, you want to play a game?" There's a forty percent chance that this thing shoots you in the head. Are you going to take those odds? Like, yeah, it might be the easiest, but it's still you're still facing opponents that win their games. About 42, 44% of the time. So we're not talking easy as schedule. And oh, by the way, your opponents only won 10% of their games last year. No, we're talking about near 500 because the NFL, what they've done so Mm -hmm. much better than every other league is what? Create and maintain as much parity as possible. So yeah, while you have a Houston Texans team, got it. But look. I mean, again, on the road against the Colts, on the road against the Eagles. You've got uh, the Minnesota Vikings, the emotionally charged atmosphere that's going to be in that game. And look, Minnesota, I'll tell you right now, they're they're a sleeper, in my opinion, to be an NFC playoff team and maybe creep up on the Green Bay Packers who they drafted two wide receivers finally for Aaron Rodgers, but they did in the season. They lost Devontae Adams. So really, did they get any better? I still think they dropped down as much as I love a guy like Christian Watson. So you're talking about three very, very difficult emotional games and like Ron Rivera said last year, Chris, these are human beings. These guys feel emotion. They go through things. By the right. time you get to Houston, whew, like you could be exhausted. I mean, these guys could be coming in, you know, first snap with their hands on their knees, and who would blame them? So yeah, I mean, I I just don't sleep on anybody, honestly.
1: All right, so I I think all of that makes sense, but that's part of the the reason that makes that that Philadelphia to Houston tango even more difficult. Yeah. Just what you said, emotionally, you're spent from the previous three weeks. And then you have to play on a short week with two road trips. And again, the Philadelphia road trip, I used to make that trip all the time. David, it's a, literally a 27 minute flight from Philly International Airport back right. down to Dulles. But I mean, there's, you know, processes that go on. Again, the boys are not going to be in bed until three, four o'clock in the morning, Tuesday morning. And again, have to be back on a flight Saturday afternoon. That's huh. something to keep in mind. And then that fuels this. Warren Sharp is, um, uh, who runs sharp football analysis? NBC Sports Edge does a lot of analytical type number crunching. Uh, for them, w- Warren, you know, has this thing called Net Rest Edge. It's a uh, an analytic that's kind of truly unique to him. And what it is is basically he studies and analyzes the number of days off in between games and when you have to play an opponent and how fresh they are as opposed to just playing the opponent, which kind of, again, feeds into what we're talking about here. So you might say, well, what the hell is this net rest edge thing? Warren explains it. We'll post the, the, the Twitter link, all that um, all on LO Commanders just so you guys can actually see it. But in a nutshell, what it is is when the Washington Commanders take on... The Houston Texans, in week 11, after the Philadelphia Eagles, they'll have just a couple of days off in between. But the Texans will have at least one extra day to prepare for that game, right? So they're at a net rest edge negative. Furthermore, what Warren found, and this was really interesting, David, um, was that the NFL made three different teams play each play, four games against opponents this year coming off of a mini-buy. What is a mini-buy? It's the opponent plays on Thursday night football, gets that next weekend off, and then the whole next week to prepare for the Washington Commanders, say, in this case. So that's a mini-buy, that bye weekend, which Washington will get after the Chicago Thursday night game. So again, uh, he said last year, no team played four opponents off of mini buys. This year, it's happening to three teams, three of the worst teams, by the way, the Commanders, the Jets, and the Jaguars. And here's the note on the Commanders that you want to pay attention to. The Commanders, Warren said, play four games with three-day rest disadvantages It happens, again, when you play a team coming off of a Thursday night game or what they call a mini bye. Week 10, the Commanders play the Eagles, who previous to that in week nine played on Thursday night football. So they have 10, 11 days of rest. The same happens, Warren points out, when Washington plays the Giants in week 13. The Giants play on Thanksgiving afternoon in Dallas the prior week and then get that full week and a half off to prepare for the Washington Commanders. And then in week 16, the 49ers, they play on Thursday, I'm sorry, of week 15 and then have the full 10 days or so to prepare for the Washington Commanders on Christmas Eve. So, you know, we can go on and on and on about all the different scheduling quirks. I I guess my point in saying all this and Warren's point in saying all this is three of the worst teams got screwed three times, basically, for lack of a better term. And Washington is going to take on some really, really fresh teams when they're a little bit beat up and maybe at times limping to the finish line. So maybe the schedule isn't as easy as everybody wants to make it out to be.
0: Yeah. And I mean, and look, I mean, it's, it's really intriguing stuff. I definitely highly recommend anybody goes and reads it, but Warren also points out, Chris, not only is Washington, one of those three teams, Washington's the only of those three teams where all four of those games come in the back half of the schedule. The first Good one's point. in week 10 and then week 13 and then week 16 and Good 18 point. week 16 and 18 December football, literally the final push to the playoffs. The Washington commanders get the 49ers off of a, of a pseudo buy and the Dallas Cowboys. Off of a pseudo-buy. You're, you're talking about playing two playoff teams from a year ago, one of them that went to the, the conference championship game with pseudo-buys in the two of the final three weeks of the NFL season. Like, woof,
1: that I mean, is rough. I, I, I mean, it doesn't guarantee anything. No, absolutely It doesn't not. guarantee anything. But no. it does, you know, like for people that are going, why are you guys making a big deal out of this? Why is Warren Sharp writing about this? This just seems like something to just pick apart. Well, wait it's a context. second. It's, it's it's a lot of context, number one, and it's rest, rest, but it's also extra time for bodies to get healthy, David. Think about this, right? If you tweak your knee, sprain your ankle, whatever, if yeah. you've got three more days to prepare for a game, yep. you might get Debo Samuel. You might get yep. Trent Williams. You might get yep. Jimmy Garoppolo back on the field or Dak Prescott or whoever Absolutely. it might be if you have three extra days to prepare, rest, heal. That's
0: what that's the difference between a guy being questionable and ultimately scratched at game time versus being questionable and playing like that's that's what that difference is. So, yeah. So, I mean, it's important and it's going to be impactful when we get ready uh, for the for the second half of the season and especially that playoff stretch. But, you know, I mean, we got to get there first and we got to be in the you know, the commanders got to be in the playoff hunt for that to really matter. So we'll, we'll find out if they can get through my first four games before they even get to all that. But I mean, but it's important stuff and hopefully we remember it. Uh, and kind of and kind of bring it back up as it comes, as the season goes through.
1: No doubt about it. All right, coming up next the NFL also along with the Commanders they released their preseason schedule. We'll dive into that and also a break For you ticket-buying fans, we'll discuss right here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. But while you're thinking about all that, imagine dipping your finger into that plastic tub of birthday cake frosting and then opening your eyes and realizing it was only 150 calories and 16 grams of protein. That is what it's like to eat a birthday cake puff from Built. I just received the box literally on Saturday, so I haven't had a chance to dive into it yet. Uh, But I've had the Birthday Cake Built Bar Minis, and they are delish. And now I'm going to... Uh, as I get back on track here, following the draft and everything going on to the schedule release, I'm going to get into my birthday cake puffs because I can't wait to actually try these particular flavors. I've tried some of the other birthday cake puffs, uh, some of the other built bar puffs, I should say, like yummy cinnamony churro uh, and, uh, and all the different flavors that we've told you about over the last couple of weeks. But now the birthday cake puffs are here. I cannot wait to try them. It's like, Biting into a fresh slice of birthday cake and not having it hurt you. Why? Because they're all healthy for you. Again, 150 calories, only nine grams of sugar. It's a limited time flavor. So go get yours now at Built.com to get the birthday cake puffs. Go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order by, again, using the promo code LOCKED15 at Built.com.
0: Uh, not only do we have the regular season schedule. Not only do we know that uh, things aren't quite as easy as maybe they appear to be uh, at first glim- glimpse, but now we also know with the preseason schedule. We also know where the Commanders are going to be, who they're going to play, uh, and how they're going to help kind of tune up for the regular season. And we can we can help some people hopefully get some some tickets to some of these games.
1: Yeah. All right. So so here's the schedule. It's hosting the Carolina. Panthers, not the Carolina. It's the Carolina Commanders versus the Carolina Panthers (laughs) in in the preseason lid lifter. Okay. We don't know the dates and times yet of these games, but you can figure, you know, roughly around August 12th, somewhere in that range. We'll get you the dates as soon as the NFL announces them. So they open up with at home. It's the lone preseason game because remember, they have nine. Regular season home games at FedEx Field. So only one home preseason game, uh, which is probably very, very good for Washington Commanders fans. So you got Carolina. Then you go to Arrowhead Stadium, David, and take on Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. And I say Patrick Mahomes because this now week two of the preseason is essentially the old week three where most Mm -hmm. veterans are going to play the most. So you might see Patrick Mahomes play for a full half. You might. We'll see. We'll see. You might see Carson Wentz play for close to a first half. Again, we'll see. But that's the week two matchup is now the old week three matchup. And the Mm -hmm. old and the week three matchup is at Baltimore. And why that's significant, not being that it's at Baltimore. Last year, David, as you probably recall, uh, when, when Baltimore came to FedEx Field, For preseason game number three, Ron Rivera and the coaching staff played nobody. And I mean nobody. And so essentially you had guys going from week two of the preseason until the season opener, which was a span of about three and a half weeks without playing at all a single snap in a game, which is a long, long time. What do you make first glimpse of the commanders preseason schedule?
0: Uh, I appreciate the schedule makers for bringing Carolina to town because just, you know, automatic preseason storyline. I mean, it's yes. a preseason game, which let's be honest, preseason games don't amount to a whole lot. Uh, but, you know, it, it, with the Carolina Panthers coming, it's going to be there's going to be a little, at least a little bit of intrigue there. Uh, and then, like you said, maybe you know, maybe Washington gets to see some Patrick Mahomes, uh, some Juju Smith-Schuster, stuff like that, maybe uh, get a little bit of of good iron on the offense to help sharpen the iron on the Washington defense and then Baltimore. I'm really interested to see, if the NFL kind of comes to an agreement, because like you said, like that second game has kind of become what the third game used to be. But then if you remember last year, Baltimore, they played their starters in that final game. They played Lamar Jackson. That's how they lost JK Dobbins for the season. Correct. Uh, But then Ron Rivera, Washington, they didn't play their starters and then they end up losing Ryan Fitzpatrick in the first quarter. And I mean, you could in a Marvel, what if fashion say, well, if Baltimore doesn't play their starters in that final game, JK Dobbins doesn't get injured. Maybe Lamar Jackson doesn't get injured because they have a better running back in the game for pass protection and, and keeping him a little bit healthier and all that stuff. And maybe Baltimore makes the playoffs. If Washington plays their starters in that final game, maybe the offensive line gets more reps together. They feel a little bit more comfortable. They don't give up that terrible sack uh, in, in the first quarter of that game against the Chargers. And maybe Ryan Fitzpatrick doesn't have the hip sublimation, sublim- I don't know. I'm not a doctor um, hip injury. And who knows? I mean, Washington wins 13 games and wins the Super Bowl, Chris. So, I mean, you go, what if this thing to death? You have two teams that made very different decisions, and you could point to both of those decisions as maybe being a reason neither of them made the playoffs. So it's just – it's interesting. I'm, I'm curious to see how the NFL landscape goes because I want to see if all the coaches are kind of in sync now with with the strategy or if there's still some some – Differences of opinion.
1: That's a good call. I didn't think about maybe both coaches negotiating or the whole league essentially taking that. Maybe in the
0: owners' meetings, maybe they talked about this. So, hey, guys, let's all get on the same page. I don't know, but it'll be interesting to see what happens.
1: We will have more on that, of course, in the coming weeks and months. But, David, one quick note before we exit stage left the team from eight o'clock on Thursday night till eight o'clock on Saturday night, so a span of 48 hours, waived all ticket fees to buy regular season tickets regular season games. Mm-hmm. Uh clearly a a very good thing that's great. Yeah. I, what I don't know is why they don't do this more. It's got to yeah. be like Ticketmaster whoever you buy the tickets from, right? And 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 you can even if you buy them directly from the team. They charge 25, 30, 35 whatever it is of ticket service fees and taxes and processing fees, it makes it really prohibitive to the common fan season ticket or individual games. It's really unfair. I don't know why teams allow this and don't do more of this.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, I'm not a billion dollar business person, but lowering the prices by like 10 bucks 15 bucks per ticket you know what i mean uh would sell a lot more tickets and you'll have more money in your pocket because of how many more seats get filled because of that price change versus keeping them as high as they are and selling fewer tickets like that's Mm -hmm. just that's just kind of how the math really kind of tends to work and then you're going to build some good some good feelings amongst the fan base and, and all that stuff uh I don't know. I mean, it, look, it's kind of like gas prices and you know what I mean? I'm going to be out, like, I got a gas station right down the road here that, that religiously is 10 cents lower per gallon than every other gas station or area. So guess which gas station always has a line yes. at the pump that one. So that, 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 guy is selling his gas for 10 cents less per gallon and he's getting a whole lot more business, which, which means he's making a lot more money exactly. than the other guys are. Uh, I mean, you know, look, and, and eventually the other gas stations kind of tend to get on board. You know what I mean? But that's I mean, again, to from a simpleton standpoint, it seems like good business. Uh so yeah, I don't I don't know why they don't do these kinds of things more often.
1: They should also waive the parking fees or at least yeah, charge
0: parking of ticket. Honestly, you could just assign yeah. a parking spot to well, the seat. You well, know not, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like
1: how about ten dollars to park instead of fifty dollars to park? Can yeah. we do that, please? Yeah. Can we do that, please? Or make
0: it free and sell pretzels in the parking lot. You'll sure, make just yeah, as much go. money out like you know sure, what I mean? Yeah. I mean, come on.
1: Come on! Uh, I mean, listen, David Harris, Chris Russell should be. We don't want to replace Jason Wright. We 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 just want to help Jason Wright.
0: Yes, I just want an opinion without having to answer for the repercussions. There you go. That's what I would like.
1: All right. That's going to do it for us today on this episode of the Locked On Commanders podcast. We thank you for being a a part of the show and for making us, again, your first listen of the day or your first view of the day. Now make the Locked On NFL podcast your second listen and view. Schedule may be dark, although it came to life for a couple of days uh, over the weekend and last week, but the NFL never stops and neither does Locked On NFL. Get insights and opinions from hosts, including Ross Jackson, Chris Carter, and Tony Wiggins, plus. Local Locked On NFL hosts repping all 32 squads. There's no offseason for real fans, so make sure you subscribe to Locked On NFL. Uh, and uh, on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast, We'll be back with another episode. We're going to talk about what Robert Griffin III, interestingly, had to say about the Washington Commanders. Wait till our discussion on that. Plus, we'll grab your voicemails. You can hop in on the voicemail on 301 615 3577. That's 301 615 3577 or locked on Washington Commanders at gmail.com. For David Harrison, who's covering the Washington Commanders, for SI.com Fan Nation, I'm Chris Russell, one-half of the Russell and Medhurst show on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app with Pete Medhurst. If you're out and about, please be safe, be kind to one another, and thank you for joining us right here on the Locked On Commanders podcast.
2: Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.